0: Today is May 11th, 2021, and our first story, the Biden administration is failing us. We are dealing with a border crisis of the administration's own making, a gas shortage as a result of a cyber attack, escalating conflict in the Middle East, inflation as a direct result of Biden administration policies. And unfortunately, those who voted him in are no longer paying attention. They came in, they voted, and they left us all holding the bag. Our next story. The gasoline shortage is getting serious as lines emerge, going way down highways, rows of cars, and people are worried that prices will soon spike even more than they already have. And our last story, in France, more soldiers are warning the government of an impending civil war. Before we get started, if you like the show, leave us a good review, give us five stars, and if you really like the show, please consider sharing it. Now, let's get into that first story. It seems predictable that someone like me would come out and say the Biden administration is failing us. But I can't just sit here claiming it's a coincidence that so much is going wrong. As soon as Donald Trump leaves, we get all of these major catastrophes. Sorry, we can actually see how the Biden administration is either ignoring this, lying about it or causing some of the problems. The U.S. just got hit by one of the most significant cyber attacks in history. The largest oil pipeline in the country has been shut down. There are gas shortages, lines of cars going down the street, gas stations shutting down, and a fear that gas prices are now going to spike, when in fact they already were even before this cyber attack. What is the Biden administration saying they're going to do? Well, it's a private company, so they're going to have to deal with it. We've got inflation hitting right now. People are panicking. As I mentioned, gas prices going up. Food prices are also going up. We're seeing photos and videos of signs on doors of businesses, of people saying we won't work here anymore. We refuse. Why? Well, the left will tell you it's because these are not living wages. We're not entirely wrong. But the problem is the mass spending of money is resulting in inflation, which means that 15 bucks an hour ain't going to cut it anymore. You're not going to be able to buy your groceries. Now, the Biden administration is offering up the equivalent of $16 an hour in unemployment. So that means most people will choose not to work. Sorry, that's a Biden administration policy. And many people, even the Chamber of Commerce, are saying this is destroying the economy. You need to stop paying people to not work. They keep doing it. What about the border crisis? The Biden administration, they they inherited a somewhat functional border. It wasn't perfect. But Donald Trump shut down some of these child migrant facilities. The Biden administration reopened them, and Biden policies are resulting in a massive poll factor. I'm sorry. I know it is cliche. It is obvious that someone like me, I supported Trump, I voted for Donald Trump, would come out and say, it's Biden's fault. Trump was not perfect. Trump's, administration's had it, had, had, Trump's administration had its problems. But all of this is slamming into us right now, at the very least. We rely on strong leadership. We don't have it. Do I blame Joe Biden outright? Not necessarily. I blame the voters. I blame the media. Like I mentioned, we have these lines down the street of these cars. The New York Times says there are no long lines. It's not real. So all these journalists posting these photos and these videos, they must be lying, huh? We're still getting some media telling us the truth. But at the very least, if you want to say it's not Biden's fault, he should be doing more and he's not effective. And you know Why? Because this administration is built upon hatred for Donald Trump, the media's desperate attempts to get the orange man out of office. And people came out and voted for Joe Biden simply because they hated Trump. That does not an administration make. So now we are facing the ramifications of people who didn't like Donald Trump. Oh, and what's this? The ratings for MSNBC and CNN are in the gutter. Yeah, these people are gone. They came in, they voted. It was a drive by. They came in, said, we don't care anyone but Trump. And now we are all paying the price. It's funny in D.C., a viral tweet. They painted over the Black Lives Matter paint mural in the street. No longer necessary. Thanks for coming. We'll see you again in four years. And the rest of us pay the price. These people pay the price, too. But because they're not paying attention, what will happen? The media will come out. They'll blame the Republicans. They'll blame Trump. They'll blame anyone but themselves. And the rest of us suffer watching the system rot from the inside out. I didn't know what story to cover today. You know, we've got this crisis in in Israel and Gaza. I can't blame Biden for all of that. I I understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say it's all his fault. But man, the Abraham Accords, Donald Trump's actions in the Middle East, far from perfect. But it was an improvement. And now, coincidentally, everything's getting bad. I watched a video of a 13-story building getting knocked over. I am not happy watching these things. I see this gas shortage. I see the border crisis. All of this news breaking today. And it's just slamming me in the face. And I'm mad about it. Again, it's not all Biden's fault, as I as I often say to pay homage to V for Vendetta. If you'd like to see the guilty party, you need only look into a mirror. Now, to be fair, I'm not talking about for the most part, you or I, we all play a role in this system. Don't get me wrong. We all have some responsibility in, in the functioning in the function of this country. But I'm just so fed up with these people who, 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 who did a, a, a political drive by coming in, voting for the, the, the old man who can barely speak straight. And now we get to sit back and watch as everything goes bad. 2019, amazing economy. Not perfect. Trump was spending like crazy. Well, the bill comes due. Republicans and Democrats alike. Let's read some of these news stories. And uh, I'll just give you the gist of it. The, the country is, is in dire straits. Inflation has many people terrified. These gas shortages are freaking people out. You got to understand how bad the inflation is with these people quitting their jobs in mass. It's about to get really bad. So I hope you're paying attention because you can you can like Biden, you can hate Biden, you can hate Trump, you can like Trump. Joe Biden is the president. The buck stops with him. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, click the big old beautiful members only button and you can sign up to to become a member and go to the members area to get access to exclusive members only segments from the TimCast IRL podcast. When you do this, you're supporting my work in the event that we get banned or purged, which is entirely possible It already happened on Facebook. So I hope you, you take this seriously. If you like what I do, please consider supporting my work and my company so we can grow at TimCast.com. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Let's start with this first story. And I'll just go over this one a little bit. The Colonial Pipeline gas shortage, because I did cover it this morning. And I think most of you know the gist of, the, of what's happening. But we have this Long lines. Look at these photos. Look at these videos. Caitlin Penter says, this is the gas station across the street. Long line for gas. Long line. A journalist telling this from WLOS. The emergency declaration in North Carolina will help prepare for any potential motor vehicle fuel supply interruptions. Well, the interruptions are happening. Look how long this pipeline is. All right, let's move on to the next major insane story. Israel to ramp up deadly airstrikes on Gaza as rockets rain down and deaths mount on both sides. I'm going to say it again. I'm not here to blame Joe Biden for what this conflict has been going on for generations. I'm just, I'm just, man, it, it, everything hits at once right now. I, it's, it's just so surprising to see all of these stories at the same time of just chaos and crisis. And I believe it is absolutely fair to point out the Biden administration is unable to deal with it. Take a look at this story. Border crisis. Five unaccompanied migrant girls found abandoned in Texas. A farmer said he discovered the baby girls hungry and crying. I I don't know which which crazy story to, to bring you. I really don't. Because it is just, has everything hitting at once. I wonder if it would have been any different under Donald Trump. It may have been bad, don't get me wrong. But I have to say, all arguments aside, it's time to stop acting like Trump is here. This is the Biden administration. The things that are happening right now are on Joe Biden. I put out a tweet. I said, I guess build back better means crumbling infrastructure, mass inflation, conflict in the Middle East, exod- a mass exodus from 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 uh, jobs. And I get these people saying, you know, uh, just stupid things about it's, it couldn't possibly be Biden's fault. It all happened so soon. And I'm like, this stuff wasn't happening under Trump. Uh, we, had a, we had a pandemic. That was a global international crisis. I'm talking about domestic policy. I'm talking about Joe Biden ending some of the Trump era policies on the border. And now we have a border crisis. I'm talking about Donald Trump shutting down the homestead child migrant facility and the Biden administration reopening it. These are policies of Joe Biden. I'm talking about Joe Biden promising $300 additional on unemployment, resulting in more hyperinflation. They think they racked up all this debt and they're going to mon- they're, they're print money to find their way out of it. It's not going to work. I hope you guys are paying attention. I don't, I don't even know what to read, man. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here today thinking like, what's the important story? And I think for the most part, it's this work shortage. Uh, these, these, these signs that are popping up on businesses of people saying they're not going to work here anymore. They're not getting paid enough. Not realizing, realizing it's not about getting paid enough. It's about inflation. It's about people not paying attention. I think that's the big news. Here's the New York Times. Colonial Pipeline, a vital U.S. fuel artery that was shut down by a cyber attack said it hoped to restore most operations by the end of the week. Since the shutdown, there have been no long lines or major price hikes for gas. And they just spit in our faces with these lies. It's truly a sight to behold. There are people who believe this. They follow these stories And they think it's true. And the rest of us are watching as the fire engulfs our country, our states, our cities. And these political drive-bys, they just watch it. They just, they just, (laughs) this is amazing. Katie Herzog tweeted, this is so bizarre. I've called 10 gas stations around Asheville and not a single one has gas. One person laughed at me when I asked. And yet nothing on current gas shortages on NPR and most other national news sites. How is this not the biggest story in the U.S. right now? Good question. You turn on Fox, they'll tell you. A lot of people are saying the gas shortage is the result of people panic buying. I do not believe that's true. Why only in North Carolina? Why not in other places? No, I think it particularly, I think it's obviously disrupting certain areas. If you look over on Twitter, right next to this tweet, It says hashtag gas shortage. Homeland Security Advisor Elizabeth Sherwood Randall says right now there is not a supply shortage of gas following a ransomware attack of colonial pipelines, which disrupted the flow of nearly half the gasoline and jet fuel supplies to the East Coast. Not a shortage. As I'm looking at a tweet from Katie Herzog saying 10 gas stations don't have anything. That is the Biden administration lying. That is the media lying. And the people who believe it vote in more of the same. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. The cost of border crisis falls on the backs of the American taxpayer, says ex-official. From today, all of these stories slamming today. ABC 7. On his trip to the U.S.-Mexico border, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas revealed that hundreds of unaccompanied minors are crossing the border daily. But how much is this costing taxpayers? According to a report from The Washington Post, the Biden administration is spending at least $60 million per week. The bill comes due. These people don't understand what it means when they come out and say it is it is costing us 60 million dollars per week. They don't get it. They think it means nothing. They think it means, oh, well, the government can print money and pay it. Don't you get it? This is the this is the Biden administration reversing Trump policies, causing a bigger crisis, costing us more money while the media lies in our flights. Global markets sell off on inflation fears. This is what it means when they say 60 million dollars per week. It means the cost of bread, milk, eggs, chicken and gasoline are going to skyrocket. It means regular working Americans who don't have hard assets will see their savings depreciate. will see their wages go down. Now, It's not so obvious somebody who's making 10 bucks an hour still thinks they're making 10 bucks an hour. What they don't realize is their buying power is being cut in half every time somebody crosses that border illegally, thanks to Joe Biden. Every time somebody can't go to can't go to their go to their job, the economy stagnates market sell offs. The ability of for, for you to buy goods you need to support yourself, go down. Yahoo Finance, European markets face a dramatic sell off after Asian and U.S. markets were rocked overnight. Investors are digesting inflationary worries following China's consumer price index, falling short of expectations alongside volatile commodity prices. I've been warning about this. All of these pieces are coming together and it's going to result in the same thing or it's going to result in a variety of things, but it's all going to slam your dollar, your savings why do you think Bitcoin is skyrocketing? Ethereum is skyrocketing. They say the FTSE 100 moved 2.6% lower by the closing bell in London. You know what I find particularly funny about this? I pulled up this story to talk about the inflation fears and the market itself and what this means for your retirement fund, your purchasing power. And in, in the first stories we have from, from Fox Business, right on the right side, you can see the Dow Jones is down. The NASDAQ is down. The S&P 500 down. points, 0.14, 0.93. It's scary, man. And it's frustrating and it makes me angry. What's really making me angry, I suppose, is that I've been saying for some time, as most other people have, you can't build an administration off of just hating Donald Trump. And clearly now we are seeing the proof of this. We are seeing what we get. Biden wants trillions for infrastructure, but a big hurdle will remain spending the cash. Progressives are optimistic that the administration learned from the struggles of the 2009 stimulus and will be able to move faster. Progressives are basically saying, at a time when people are already seeing their savings stripped away, the progressives are saying, print money, effectively stealing the money of those who are responsible. Isn't that how it goes? That's what the Biden administration is doing. Remember that story I talked about you know, a couple weeks ago? I've, I've been doing some, some ads for it as well. There was a guy, who was there, a family was selling their house. And they had some, some, some treasure hunter guy come in to try and find a case of money their grandfather had hidden in their home. And they found it. $50,000. Congratulations. The only problem, 50 or so years ago, whenever this grandfather guy took that 50 grand and put it in that case and hid it, the buying power was actually closer to half a million or something to that effect. That's what I read. I don't know the exact number. Think about how much value was stripped away from that money sitting in that in those floorboards. This old man thinking he was putting money away for a rainy day or maybe to give something to his children. In reality, every day that they printed money, they were stealing from him and the labor he did. They stole it. That's what Biden's proposing with the infrastructure plan. Theft of those who have saved their money. Isn't that how it goes? Now, I'm not completely opposed to government programs. But when we're talking about taxes to pay for things, it's very different from them just printing money into oblivion. I will show you now what I think is the most significant result of this. Take a look at this from Newsweek. We all quit. Restaurant signs claiming staff walking out are popping up across the U.S. Photos are emerging of signs at restaurants saying that they are closed or understaffed after their employees quit. Davida Davidson shared a collection of signs on restaurant windows and said, We're literally watching the largest labor movement in modern American history happen in the form of paper signs taped to the windows of fast food and fast casual restaurants. The problem is, with all due respect to Davida and others, they don't understand at all what is happening. You see, they've been clamoring for $15 an hour for what, a decade $15 Fifteen dollars an hour a decade ago probably has the had the had the buying power today of substantially more than that. Today you probably get twenty or twenty-five dollars an hour, which is why the progressives keep upping what they think we should get in minimum wage. What you're seeing with these signs: somebody worked for ten bucks an hour at McDonald's, and they could buy themselves after one hour a couple gallons of milk, some bread, and eggs. Now they can buy themselves eggs and a gallon of milk. Can't get the bread. They need a raise. They go to their company and they say, I want more money. And say, we can't just do that because everyone else has price expectations as well. So what happens is their buying power goes down. The business starts going down because other people look, people who work at McDonald's got to eat and they want to go to Chipotle too, but they can't afford to anymore because Chipotle has got to raise its prices. Now they don't have the buying power to cover the cost of the beans, chicken. The regular workers can't afford to cover those costs either. And they make demands. Then along comes Joe Biden. We're going to give you 16 bucks an hour equivalent to not work. Now there's no more beans. Do you get it? If people aren't working to, to harvest the crops, if people aren't working to bring these things, to drive these things to these stores, the stores can't get them. It's not just about not getting your cheeseburger. they go on to say, one sign in a Hardee's window said, due to no staff, we are closed. We are hiring. While the Wendy's sign said, we all quit, Closed. A sign on the Chipotle window said, attention, Chipotle workers, want to know why we are closed? Ask our corporate offices why their employees are are forced to work in borderline sweatshop conditions for eight plus hours without breaks. We are overworked, understaffed, underpaid, and underappreciated. Almost the entire management and crew have walked out until further notice. People should be before profits, above profits, or greater than profits. Repost this if you agree. Help spread awareness. Twitter users users responded to Davidson's post, which is more than 100,000 likes, by sharing similar photos they have spotted at their local restaurants. Kelly McCarthy shared a picture of a sign she spotted that said, please be patient with the staff that did not show up. That did show up, sorry. No one wants to work anymore. As seen in Holly Ridge, North Carolina, at a locally owned restaurant, great food, great staff, packed restaurant, staff deserve a living wage and benefits. All right, let's play a game. Somebody has to go to these farms and pick the crops. It's not always a machine that pulls all the carrots out of the ground like you've seen on Reddit. I've been to some of these farms in California. They have to hire farmhands and people to come and pick the crops. And they pay them. I think when I was there, this was like four years ago, five years ago, it was being paid like they were getting like 14 bucks an hour. So I can't imagine they're getting paid that much more. Along comes comes Joe Biden's unemployment, uh, Democrats' unemployment. And don't get me wrong, Republicans voted for this stuff too. But right now, it's Joe Biden saying he wants to, to, to ex- extend this and keep it going. Now you've got someone who's like, why work for 15 bucks an hour when I can sit at home doing whatever I want, painting pictures, playing music, singing songs, and I'll get the same amount of money. All of a sudden, no one is harvesting the crops anymore. All of a sudden, there's no more lumber. There's no steel. Chipotle then says, how do we source the chicken if people aren't working on these farms? Well, In order to incentivize people to work, they have to dramatically increase the cost of what they're paying people. And they start doing it. Then the cost of chicken starts going up. Chipotle can't afford it. So they start telling staff, we can't hire everybody. They then start laying people off. And in the end, you end up with employees who are unable to handle the workload. They then get angry. They say, I'm not getting paid enough money. And if they're not getting paid enough money, I'm not going to work in these conditions. So they quit. The stores get shut down. And now there's no more food. It is a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's it's all connected. It's a chain reaction. The economy is all part, uh, it's all working together as one machine. We're seeing it not just at restaurants, but also Dollar General at center of labor unrest controversy after frustrated workers walk off job in Maine, citing low wages and understaffed stores. This is the result of mass spending. It's the result of a pandemic that shut down our economy. But don't get me wrong, the virus itself didn't do this. It was panic. They said 15 days to slow the spread. Did they Was it 15 days? No, I'm sorry. It's been over a year and still many of these places are closed down. Now, I know in a lot of places they've reopened. Red states for the most part never really shut down, and we can see in places like South Dakota, their economy's actually grown a little bit over the past year. The economy was slammed. You can't just shut it down. And I think they knew this. I think they knew this. It was like watching a freight train come to a dead stop. Actually, I'll give you a good pop culture reference. Remember the movie Hancock with Will Smith? And you got Jason Bateman in the car. Maybe you've not seen it. Train's coming. And so he goes over and he flips Jason Bateman's car over. The train slams into him. But he's a superhero, right? The whole train just flips up into the air and carts go flying. Train cars go flying in the air and derailing. That's what happens with an abrupt stop. You can't just stop it like that. How do you recover it? How do you get the train back on the track? It's really difficult. What Joe Biden is doing now is ensuring that it just gets worse. Printing more money. And and again, I know, I know there's so many other things that have been happening. It's not just the economic crisis. It's the gas shortage, now a cyber attack. Where's the FBI? Where were they to prevent these attacks? Where were they to guard our critical infrastructure? They haven't been. I think for the longest time, what we've been witnessing is that the powers that be the wealthy elites have been extracting as much value as they can from the system as they watch it crumble. And I think that's what Joe Biden is doing now. I think they've realized the cost of goods are skyrocketing. We are dangerously close to some kind of revolt, revolution, or civil war. Did you watch Tim Kassar podcast last night? What did Max Kaiser say? The the weekly budgeting for food is getting dangerously close to 40% for many of these workers. And when that happens, we've seen it in many other countries, revolution erupts. Because these people They're walking off the job. So what does that mean? With hyperinflation, with the cost of goods skyrocketing, chicken, I think, was up, what, 11 or 12 percent? That means your chicken sandwich is going up another 50 cents to a dollar, depending on where it is. And many for many people are making 10 bucks an hour. That means they used to be able to buy that meal. They can't buy that meal. Now they got to work twice as many hours. Many are saying, I'm done. I'm not making enough money at this job to keep working at this job. And again, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden's incentivizing it by giving these bonuses, this, this extra money. It's almost like what they're doing is on purpose. I don't know what to tell you, man, but it has me worried. Jer- uh, Jerome Blocklin says, in case you missed it, U.S. job openings rose to an all time high in March, 8.1 million vacancies. So why? Why aren't people taking these jobs from the Daily Mail? Residents of Arkansas, Mississippi, Montana, South Carolina, and Alabama will lose enhanced unemployment benefits after Republican governors refused Biden's cash when he rejected calls to cut the extra $300 a week. Republican governors in five states are declining a $300 per week boosted unemployment benefits meant to help during the pandemic. They claim the extra money is incentivizing their citizens to stay home. Jobless residents in Arkansas, Mississippi, Montana, South Carolina, Alabama will no longer receive the extra money. Experts claim those who made $32,000 before the pandemic can now make the same or more with combined benefits from state and federal government. Our economy has come back. We have jobs aplenty, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson said. We cannot pay extra compensation for workers to stay home. With lucky landslots, you can get
1: lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what's going to happen to these people who have to work when they watch other people who don't have to? I can't imagine it's going to be a good thing. Think about it this way. You're in Arkansas, you're in Montana, maybe you're in South Carolina. And they tell you, we're taking away your unemployment benefits that Biden is granting to the blue states. So you'll have to go get a job now. I mean, they should have to go get a job. But think about what this means. This is this is what Biden is doing. This is Biden's fault, mind you, not the Republican governors. Somebody's going to say, "Okay, fine, I'll go to work at Hardee's or Carl's Jr., whichever coast run. I I think it's Hardee's out here and they're going to make 13 bucks an hour. They are then going to see some New York vacationer pull in with sunglasses and pop them off and say, yo, I'll take a number one with extra sauce and a large fry and a large Coke. And that guy working by the counter getting 13 bucks an hour is going to look at this guy and say, where do you work? I'm on unemployment. I'm getting 16 bucks an hour to do nothing. And what do you think that Hari's employee is going to say? This is the problem with UBI this idea, we can just give people money. Now, of course, the UBI uh, proponents say it would, be, it would be supplemental. So when someone comes in and they're getting this bonus from a different state, thanks to Joe Biden and the Democrat governors, how will you incentivize people to take these jobs? Many of them might just leave and be like, I'll go take the free money. A lot of people might say, nah, I'll stay. The problem then is what's happening now is Joe Biden is borrowing and printing money devaluing the currency to give to blue states to spend to extract the value of the labor in these red states. Do you see the problem? The Biden administration is going to burn this country to the ground. Maybe the night is always dark, darkest before the dawn. Maybe things eventually get better. But you know what? Sorry if I can't say I'm convinced because we, we, it, today has just been a pretty awful day. The past few days have been pretty awful days, and it's just seemingly getting worse. Outside of this, we've got natural disaster. After the pandemic comes the drought. Stark Pictures reveals California's water emergency after one of the warmest, driest springs on record. I'm not blaming Biden for this, mind you. I'm just saying, after everything we've been through, we need real leadership. We ain't getting it. We, ain't, we are not getting it. Look at these, these. This is incredible. I've been to Folsom Lake. This is mind-blowing. Look at this. This is the old, this is an old photo. This is, this is, they say from back, uh, you know, a few years ago, they say a drought emergency to cover 30% of the population that made acute water supply shortages. I went there during the drought and I remember seeing it being like, wow, look how low the water levels are. Look how low it is. Here's it now. It's just grass. These are, these are, these are docks. It's just grass. Again, I'm not blaming Biden for the drought, obviously. I'm just shocked to see. It's it's, it's, like the, it's like a perfect storm. So don't tell me it's a coincidence. Don't tell me it's, it's you know, oh, it would have happened under Trump. Maybe. But this, these are Biden policies, not creating the drought, creating the immigration crisis, creating the economic crisis, escalating Middle East conflict. Joe Biden is not equipped to handle. Take a look at this. Stephen Nelson says the words Black Lives Matter have been paved over on D.C. 16th Street north of the White House. Mayor Bowser painted the words in a jab at then President Trump successfully changing the topic when protesters were criticizing her BLM usefulness is gone now and so is the message it was a political drive-by they came in watching their CNN their MSNBC they voted for a failing administration they voted for anyone because they hated Trump and they've left us holding the bag it's like a bad roommate you know you're sitting there like we gotta we gotta start working to secure and take care of this house and and they don't and they don't take care of it. And then as soon as they come in and they say, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. They, they're gone. They're, they're, we're sitting there watching the, the fires burn at the foundation of our home. And they go off and sit on their couch. Well, they're in the house, too. They just don't care. Leaving us holding the bag. Look at this. The drop from Joe Concha. The drop CNN is experiencing is profound. On Friday, not one program broke 900,000 total viewers. Primetime averaged less than 800,000. The network averaged 2.74 million in January. We're talking about more than two-thirds of the audience. No, that's like 71% of a decline for CNN. MSNBC is also in the gutter. Now, MSNBC, they're getting 1.3 million because they got a lot of old people watching. Their key demo is worse than CNN's. Fox News, of course, is still doing better than all of them. But this shows you with their viewership in massive decline, it was a political drive-by. These these anti-Trump people came in, they didn't care about anything. They didn't do research. They just watched the garbage news and they just voted to burn it down. And I could name all of the people I know, all of my friends who had no business being involved in politics because they don't care and they don't pay attention, coming out and voting for an administration that can't do anything. And they'll come out now and say, still better than Trump. No, it isn't still better than Trump. 2019, Jim Cramer, the best numbers of our lives. And they threw it all away because orange man bad. Well, I hope you can get by now without food or gasoline or a job knowing that there's no mean tweets, was it worth it? They still won't know or care. When the bill comes due to their house, they'll be left confused, and they'll still blame Trump and the Republicans, and they'll still vote for the Democrats to burn the whole thing to the ground. What can I say? It's a frustrating day, isn't it? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at youtube.com slash timcast the live show at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The gasoline shortage is getting much more serious, and the media will tell you it's not true. Apparently, in a press briefing, the government said, no, no, there's no gasoline shortage. Twitter puts up a card saying the DHS confirms there is no gasoline shortage. Meanwhile, videos keep popping up of huge lines across the southeastern coast of people unable to get gasoline. People who live in this area who are prominent Twitter users are tweeting, I can't get gasoline. The media is saying all is well. We're now learning Colonial, the company that runs this 5,500 mile long oil pipeline, said their website is now down because it's only getting worse. We are, what, like 100 days in, a little bit more with the Joe Biden presidency. We've got a crisis in the Middle East. Trey Yank's reporting for Fox News. Rocket fire exploding overhead. We've got gas shortage, inflation, political violence. Yikes. A lot of people are saying it's Jimmy Carter all over again. Well, I wouldn't really know other than reading books because I was not alive when Jimmy Carter was happening, but uh, apparently so. And I I don't know where this will bring us come 2024, but uh, maybe the Republicans might make some major gains. Democrats are the ones in control and everything's on fire, figuratively, I guess somewhat literally with the riots still going on. But let me show you this. So we got New York Post gas stations along southeast coast suffer fuel shortage amid pipeline shutdown. Just look at that news from the New York Post. Look at this news. Look at the news from the Daily Mail. Gas runs out after colonial pipeline cyber attack. North Carolina declares state of emergency. Oh, yeah. Here's the press briefing. And this is from what we got. Dr. Sherwood Randall. It's great to be with you today. Blah, blah, blah. And let, let, me, let me see uh, uh, specifically what did she said. Right now, there is not a supply shortage. We are preparing for multiple possible contingencies because that's our job, especially on the Homeland Security team. And considering what additional steps may be useful to mitigate any potential disruptions to supply. Twitter told me, it said, there is no shortage. What's going on? The the, the government lying to us? Oh, heavens, couldn't see that one coming. What's amazing to me is that While this shortage is is visible to everybody online, the media and social media are actually saying it's not true. How many people live in this paranoid, psychotic, delusional moron state where the government comes out and says it, where the media comes out and says it and then or social media and they're like, must be true, must be true. I'll just believe what the government says. These Democrats who are overwhelmingly supporting the FBI You don't believe, you you think it's not that bad, huh? we, We see, we see the news. We see the videos. You think the media is not that bad, right? Okay, okay, hold on. New York Post, Daily Mail, they're media outlets. I get it. But these are like the Murdoch media outlets. And everyone says they're lying. They're fake news. Or I should say these leftists do. All right, well, the New York Post and Daily Mail have pulled up feeds from social media, from people you can verify, from verified users, people even I know saying this is happening. So I believe it's happening. We've got news of a cyber attack. We've got news of the pipeline being shut down. This makes sense. But then DHS comes out in a press briefing and says, there's no shortage. There's no shortage. Okay, they're playing word games. There's no shortage in the set. The oil's all still there. They just can't get it to you. So maybe what they're saying is the shortage isn't in, like, there's actually gas. But what regular people are worried about is will there be a shortage of gasoline where I live? I don't care if you got an oil pipeline full of oil, you can't move. I care if my gas station can't get gasoline. Now for me, I, have an, I bought an electric car and I did for this reason. I know not everybody can. Not everybody can get an electric car. I get it. Um, but I bought a Tesla and I didn't buy a Tesla because it was cool. I got a Model 3 and I got it because I knew with Biden coming in, I was concerned. I was like, Look, whatever, not even with Biden, because I I don't think I I even really knew what was going to happen at the time, but I just knew that there was a real risk that whatever ends up happening, things were were destabilizing. Even with Trump, Trump was no guarantee things would be doing better. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's Biden's fault. I'm not convinced that under Trump things would have been going that well either. Probably a lot better, mind you, but there were still issues, uh, uh. We have to, we had to deal with, I'm not sure that Donald Trump could have secured colonial pipeline from a cyber attack in this short amount of time. So Biden, well, he's president, so the buck stops with him. But uh, seeing this, just the instability, the inflation, the the, the spending, what the Democrats were trying to do, what they wanted to do. I'm like, man, got to get an electric car. Now, I I already have a lot of people, because I tweeted this, they're like, oh, because electricity just comes out of thin air. I have solar panels. I don't have big, crazy solar panels. I have emergency backup solar I am not stupid. I got an electric car because I did not trust going forward what was going to happen. And again, I know, I know, maybe privileged few are able to do these things. The point is, we, we, you, for, for those of you who have been watching my channel, been paying attention, you're probably better off than most people because we have been aware of the, the rot, the class. I mean, Max Kaiser, you guys know Max and Stacey Herbert on my show last night, Timcast IRL. It was, I think, one of the most important conversations we've ever had on the show. Max and Stacy talking about how they they, they, say, they were saying inflation, I think Max said this, is probably around 10 to 15%. If you're paying attention to these conversations, you are better informed and better prepared for what's to come. But if you just read trash mainstream media, what are you going to get? Now again, with the caveat that surprisingly, some of the Murdoch outlets are actually reporting this. Take a look at this story. I remember seeing this, uh, this op-ed uh, in the, the, the Globe and Mail. Joe Biden has had the best start of any president in almost a century. These people live in an alternate paranoid delusional state where as soon as the mean tweets disappeared, everything was good. Joe Biden. They actually wrote the best start there's rockets exploding over Israel. There's violence in the streets. Crime is skyrocketing across the country. Inflation is coming. People across the country and all these fast food restaurants and small business and, and, and well, I shouldn't say small. I mean, like local chain businesses are putting up signs saying we quit. They're shutting down the best start. These people are, are truly, truly insane. Here's a story from the New York Post. Gas stations along the southeast coast are beginning to feel the pinch from the shutdown of the biggest oil pipeline in the US due to a crippling cyber attack. The closure of the colonial pipeline, This we know, carries more than 100 million gallons of fuel from Texas to New Jersey each day, has stretched into its fifth day. Colonial said Monday that it hopes to get most of its operations back online by the weekend, but that's not soon enough to avoid shortages and price hikes. About 7.6% of gas stations in Virginia were out of fuel by early Tuesday, according to Gas Buddy analyst Patrick DeHans' estimates. He added that nearly 5% of gas stations in North Carolina and 3.3% in Georgia, as well as 2.4% in Florida, are also reporting they've sold out of fuel. The shortages spurred, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper to declare a state of emergency on Monday to help ensure the state maintains a sufficient fuel supply. A regional emergency was declared, affecting, affecting 17 states in Washington, D.C. So you, you probably heard me report this yesterday. This is huge news. And the idea was that trucks can now bypass certain regulations to get this fuel into these places. It's not enough, it's not working. This is going to have a massive detrimental impact on the economy. Obviously, if you're in these areas, you know how bad it is. Last night on the IRL, we had super chats from people saying already there was no gas. Videos popping up of huge lines. But hey, guess what? If you voted for Joe Biden, at least now you can just cross your fingers and hope that your car will will run on your own farts or your smug sense of self-satisfaction. Congratulations on hating the orange man so bad you voted for a guy who couldn't speak straight, thinking he could avert this crisis. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to pretend that Donald Trump would have been like this knight in shining armor to absolve us of all of these crises, certainly would have been better than Joe Biden. No doubt. They're going to say panic buying appears to have exacerbated the supply. DeHaan said that across Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, demand for gas rose more than 40%. What do you expect? You tell people this happens and people are like, I better fill up my tank. Hey, those following the news who immediately saw the cyber attack, went and filled up their gas tanks, filled up their their emergency backup canisters or whatever, they're doing all right. This is the benefit of being a well-informed citizen. This is the benefit of watching real news and paying attention to what's going on for me. I mean, I'll tell you guys, you guys watch me. So that means after I already see the news, then you guys hear the news from me. You should probably check other sources as well. But it's just... You know, talking with Max the other night about inflation and the crisis that's, about, that's coming. I'm like, me personally, I'm buying Bitcoin. I don't know if that's the best idea or, this, or whatever, man. I am just not confident in the, in the, in the US dollar. The, 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 this gas shortage is going to exacerbate an already serious problem. This is scary stuff. They say supermarket chain Ingalls, which operates gas stations across North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee, is already seeing shortages and running completely out of gas at some of its locations, CFO Ron Freeman told Citizen Times. At an Exxon station in Asheville, North Carolina, a clerk answered the phone with, Hello, I'm currently out of gas, according to Bloomberg. The outlet added that another station in Manning, South Carolina, had already bagged their pumps and marked them out of service. It's amazing. Patrick DeHaan says, latest statewide numbers for gas stations without gasoline as of 11 p.m. Uh, Central Time, according to Gas Buddy. So you've got Virginia, about 7%, North Carolina 2.4, Tennessee is fine, there's no, apparently in Tennessee they're good. That makes sense to me, I don't, I don't know why Tennessee would, would be out of gas. So uh, where I live, we uh, where I live and operate, it's between West Virginia and uh, Maryland, it's like the tri-state or whatever you want to call it, and uh. uh Virginia and Maryland are in this emergency, it's my understanding. West Virginia isn't. So I don't know if where we're at will be okay, but uh, you know, we're obviously taking this very seriously. Across the coast, you know, going further inland near DC, which is not too far away, it's like an hour. Yeah, things are 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 starting to get bad. They say Atlanta-based racetrack confirmed to WSB TV two. Some of its Georgia gas stations are already reporting temporary outages. And W WBTW. Reported lines at stations across South Carolina from Marion and Mullins to Myrtle Beach are growing longer as drivers scramble to stock up on gas. Concerns about gas shortages and images of panic buying rolled in social media Monday night. Check this out. Caitlin Penter says this gas station in Robbinsville is all out of gas. Clerk said manager told her it could be five days before they have gas again. Says phone has been ringing off the hook of people calling around to find gas. Here's another one. TJ Lund Lundin says, no need to wonder why there's a gas shortage on, uh, on the East Coast. Old Buddy had eight containers lined up at the Murphy across from Tanger 17 in Myrtle Beach. Well, I don't blame him. People are going to do people stuff. And this guy who's filling up eight canisters, is that what he has? Eight, eight containers to fill up. They look like they're just gallon containers. So he's got, what, eight gallons? You can buy like much bigger containers than that. Maybe these are like two gallons. I don't know. What do you think people are going to do? These people are paying attention to the news for a reason. They are they're being prepared for a reason. If you are left holding the bag, did you think there would never be hardship? These people don't prepare for every for anything and then complain when people do. Now, I get it you're probably going to say he doesn't need all that gas. He's buying up too much gas. He's going to hoard it. What do you think scarcity means? You know, these leftists on Twitter are like scarcity is not a real thing. Yeah, it is. Scarcity means that right now, let's say there was no crisis. Would anyone care that a guy was filling up all this gas? No. But they're saying now he shouldn't because other people will need it. That's true. Other people will need it. But what? You weren't paying attention? If I go out, if I went out, you know, Thursday and filled up, you know, big drums of gas, nobody would care. They'd be like, what a weirdo. The next day they'd be like, oh, no, now I'm in trouble. That's not fair. You shouldn't do that. Sure, we should consider others. We shouldn't hoard gasoline. That's my, my point is people who have been paying attention and getting prepared for the coming crisis. You're going to blame them when they have food and you don't. Sorry, that's not how it works. This guy films a dude filling up eight, eight containers. How many people don't watch the news, don't pay attention and go vote for morons like Joe Biden and then complain when there's no f- supplies or food? Well, I just thought it would always be there for me. It's man, it's, it's hard times. Strong people, strong people. Good times, good times. Weak people, you know the whole thing. They say Boston-based security company Cyber Reason on Monday said we are apolitical. So this is this is the uh, Cyber Reason. We are apolitical. We do not participate. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the statement provided by Cyber Reason, not from them, from the hackers. Is that they they were saying they weren't trying to to disrupt society. Well, here you go. Check this out. We got more photos from uh, Daily Mail. This is crazy. Drivers in Asheville, North Carolina posted photos of long lines, waits to fill up their cars. Greenville, North Carolina, drivers were also rushing to the pumps. Check out this photo. Sorry for the inconvenience. We're all out of gas. Have you guys seen the photos and videos where the stores are shut down and their signs saying everyone quit? Are you paying attention yet? Now, maybe this is not the end all be all. Maybe it's just a crisis and we'll, we'll get out of it. But I got to say, for me...
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I've been paying attention to all of this stuff for the past several years, and I've been warning that it seems like things are falling apart. The foundation's eroding. Obviously, I've talked about the, the possibility of civil war. We just saw armed groups patrolling in Portland brutally beat a man and fracture his vertebrae and put him in the hospital. People have been killed. Now we're seeing scarcity, supply shortages. Max Kaiser was mentioning the other day on the IRL podcast that we've seen it throughout uh, history, throughout the world, that when the average cost of food reaches around 40% of an individual's weekly income, you see revolution, insurrection. And, we're, and, and he said, we're getting close to that. You've got people who are getting paid more to not work, so they're choosing to do so. We're seeing these businesses like Chipotle, like Dollar General, like uh, Wendy's or or these other fast food restaurants shutting down. And there are signs being put up saying no one showed up for work today. Everyone quit. We're closed. Signs saying we're hiring, we're hiring, but nobody wants to work. That's 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 Joe Biden. That is Joe Biden. That is the Democrats and Some Republicans warn. I think Thomas Massey was one of the guys who warned about this last year that if you pay people not to work, they won't work. So here we go. Now, not only are we seeing people walk off the job, which, you know what, I'm not too I'm not too salty about. Don't get me wrong. I don't care for these fast food garbage restaurants and people getting paid trash to serve trash to other people. But it is it is worrying. The, the system is breaking down. Then when you start seeing these signs, sorry for the inconvenience, we're all out of gas popping up at gas stations. I hope you've been taking this stuff seriously. So I was doing promos for uh, emergency food supplies. It's uh, safe and ready meals. Uh, safeandreadymeals.com. This is not a promo for them. I'm only referencing them. Uh, so no, YouTube, I'm not doing a promo read. I'm pointing out why I did the promo reads. So I promoted these emergency food buckets because I genuinely believe it's smart for people to have some uh, emergency food, whether it is. So we, I've also, we've also got, we have this storeroom and we have like 30-year beans. We don't, we're not preppers by any stretch of the imagination. We don't have enough to survive longer than a few weeks. If there was a catastrophe or emergency, we just have a bunch of stuff in our storeroom because we've got a dozen plus people here and people eat food. So I was like, well, we'll get some stuff that lasts a long time in the event that we need it. But maybe we should start considering prepping now. So I I do personally have a bunch of these emergency food buckets because I think it's smart to have. And because we have a lot of people here, we probably wouldn't make it more than a month or so if roads shut down, if there was no gas. Also, I mentioned buying an electric car. But I hope you all are paying attention and you take this stuff seriously. The left, these leftists are like, look how stupid it is to buy this emergency food. Look how stupid it is. Now these people in New York, shortages, can't get the food. There's, there's a disruption. The pandemic hits. I, I, I can't believe it that the only, I started promoting this stuff because a pandemic hit. I was like, guys, we've got a pandemic. There's going to be shortages. You got to pay attention. And these leftists are like, Duh, you're so dumb. We're in a pandemic. They're locking everything down. And the, these people thought it was stupid to be prepared for it. So I'll tell you right now. You know, what? I'll I'll tell you what I'm doing. You do whatever you want. I'm not going to give you advice. I'll tell you what I did. I got an electric car because I can generate electricity off the grid. It's not that hard to do. It's not like anyone can do it. I don't have a massive solar system or anything like that. I just have these emergency panels. It probably take me like two weeks to fully charge the car with, you know, with these panels. But I also have my van with the mobile production van, which has solar uh, solar uh, generators on it, solar panels. So I'm not as prepared as I should be, but I'm partially prepared. Not like some great prepper. I got guns. I got food. I got water. And I said, listen, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes trees fall. We had really bad winds the other day. A bunch of trees fell and we had to wait for some guy to come and remove some trees. We couldn't really go anywhere uh, when the trees are down. And that could also mean there's power disruption. So we got satellite internet emergency backup. I am. I, I, you hope for the best. You prepare for the worst. If you want to operate and, and be functional in the event of catastrophes, which are real things and they really happen, you got to pay attention to this stuff. But there are so many people who live in these cities who mock preppers. Hey, man, the preppers are the one with their feet up right now, smoking their, their cigars, laughing, saying, like, what am I worried about? You look at the violent crime rising. You look at the cops leaving, uh, uh, the, the quitting the force. You look at these videos where the police have been brutally arresting people for like mask mandates and running their small businesses. Are you paying attention? All of these things, if they're happening, happening, just one, one of these things happening, we'd say it's no big deal. But you've got pandemic. You've got global lockdown. You've got flights being shut down. We're now apparently importing gas from Europe because of this shortage You got gas shortages. You got a cyber attack on critical infrastructure. You've got escalating food prices, inflation en route. Joe Biden is spending more and more and more. And he's announcing he's going to keep paying people more to not work. Political violence in the streets. All of these things happening at the same time. And are you paying attention? And then, I mean, look at this. Colonial Pipeline tweeted, we are experiencing a temporary service disruption to our corporate website and unrelated to the ransomware. We continue to make progress on the system restart plan. Now their website's down. Look at this, just right here on Twitter. Israel launches airstrikes on Gaza. Rockets are exploding in the air. Biden's America trending. Are you paying attention to all of these things that are happening? Lumber prices skyrocketing, steel prices skyrocketing, gas prices were skyrocketing before this this disaster. What do you do when people panic? When I was in the Philly area, we were really worried because we were like a block from a Walmart. No joke. We were like, you walked five minutes and you're at Walmart, not even. And I was like, what happens when people start freaking out and there's, there's shortages of supplies? Because once the gas is out, once there's no gas, then you, and you can't transport goods. Then you're not getting fruit and you're not getting food. We went to a local farm recently to pick up some farm fresh ground beef to make burgers for the vlog over on the grill. We were all very excited to do so, but apparently the local farmers were saying they were restricted from selling beef by like FDA regulations, or I think it was, yeah, it was FDA. I hope you're paying attention, man, because I've been, I, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to start preparing more so than I've ever done, and uh, it may seem silly to a lot of people, but I don't care what other people think. I know that everything that I've been worried about, we've started seeing it get worse and worse. You look at the price of Bitcoin from November till now, and it's from 15, you know, 13,000 or so to 60,000. The price of lumber from $10, the same amount of lumber, lumber that would have cost you 10 bucks in November, is 60 bucks today. Are you paying attention yet? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel, and I'll see you all then. Tensions in France are escalating to a very serious degree, notably over Islam and the belief among many people in France that they cannot live side by side with those who practice this religion. A letter was written to the president by around 20 former soldiers, many retired generals saying that civil war was coming because many of these people have created many, many of those who practice Islam who have come to the country, have created no go areas or segregated areas. And eventually it's going to boil over. For this, they're facing some kind of court martial and there's a lot of outrage. But the first thing we actually heard was that many academics, many politicians in France were saying these left wing ideas from the U.S. were infecting France and were going to destabilize the country. Of course, you've seen a lot of the sentiment in the United States supportive of this conservative religion, Islam. It's extremely conservative religion. They, the, the far left have supported this and it's re- reached very strange circumstances, notably in the U.K., where schools were teaching an LGBTQ curriculum. And it was actually Muslims who showed up to protest it. And it was LGBTQ activists facing off with Muslims. And it was just a very strange circumstance, I suppose. The left supporting an ideology that doesn't support them back. Well, in France, we're now hearing another letter has been written, this time by soldiers. And again, the sentiment is clear. I know that things are pretty bad in the U.S., But what we're seeing with France is what reflects a lot of what we are seeing. Not the whole religion thing that's particularly different, but certainly the leftist thing and the just general instability. I think if this escalates in France, we can see similar things happening across Europe because certainly it's not only France that has been dealing with a lot of these issues. We can see the media in the US continue to push outright lies and creepy conspiracies and just downright weird explanations to defend their political power and exploit those they think would support them. It's particularly fascinating how the left is very supportive of a a conservative Abrahamic religion. By all means, I think everybody should be allowed to practice their religion. I got no issue with anybody who who practices, you know, uh, Judaism, Christianity, or Islam. I'm simply pointing out that typically religious conservatives don't mesh well with social justice activists on the left, but for some reason, Islam is under their protection. They fight for it. Christianity isn't. And one is particularly more conservative, to say the least. I'll put it that way. Maybe conservative isn't the right word. Maybe traditionalist and authoritarian is a better way to explain it. But I think France is in for some tough times. And I think we're seeing something interesting. There was a conspiracy theory. Well, I don't know if you can call it that. A bunch of churches were being burned across Europe. And the media keeps saying that it's, it's, it's all coincidence. It's just to, to ignore it. And a lot of people are saying no. And now with these letters coming out, there's a very real concern that Europe is on the brink. Well, let me let me read for you uh, this story from Voice of America. Now, keep in mind, Voice of America is like American propaganda. But it's interesting nonetheless. They say second open letter by French soldiers warns of civil insurrection. They say disquiet is growing within France's military ranks with the publication of a second open letter, this time by serving soldiers, warning growing Islamism, delinquency and violence threaten the country's very survival. This latest open letter by members of France's armed forces is making headlines and stirring debate like one last month signed by some 20 retired generals. It too warns of civilian insurrection fueled by President Emmanuel Macron's alleged concessions to fundamentalist Islam. But this newest missive, published late Sunday night by right-wing magazine Velour Actuel, I can't pronounce it, is from an anonymous group of soldiers currently serving in the army. They describe serving in countries like Afghanistan and, and Central African Republic and losing friends in the fight against fundamentalist Islam, which they claim Macron is caving into at home. The group endorses the earlier letter by the generals and criticizes the president for allegedly disrespecting those officers. But it says the military will maintain order in France should civil war break out. Macron's government blasted the general's letter as defying Republican principles and the army's duty. It says its signatories will be punished. Critics also include far left leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon. In remarks to French media, he called for an investigation claiming the general's letter amounted to a call for a coup. This is so weird. Why is the left supporting a traditionalist Abrahamic religion? It's happening in Europe. It's happening here. It's happening in the UK and France. I just find it strange. By all means, you're allowed to do it. I'm not saying you know don't support. It's just it seems rather contradictory. Now here's what gets interesting. They say a recent poll suggests the majority of French support the letter. An online petition backing the latest letter by serving officers quickly got nearly 1,000 signatories within hours. News reports suggest up to 2,000 French soldiers. French soldiers also back the general's call. So does the main opposition far-right far right National Rally Party. Leading National Rally politician Thierry Mariani told French radio Monday, the military are loyal to the country. The letter's authors, he said, were simply voicing today's reality. The letter comes amid heightened concern about radical Islam here. Following a spate of terror attacks, government legislation aimed to boost the anti-terror response and crackdown on extremist groups has drawn criticism from the left for going too far and the right for not going far enough. Well, in this story from just over a week ago from the Guardian, French soldiers to face military court over letter warning of civil war letter signed by at least 18 soldiers, as well as a number of retired military figures calls for prosec- protection of civilizational values. I want to read you this, but let's just talk about the, the greater ramification here. It doesn't matter whose side you're on, in my opinion. It matters that hyperpolarization isn't just a U.S. phenomenon. And it may be that whatever this psychosis is that's emerging in the U.S. and in many other countries, maybe it's coming from the U.S., is ripping apart more than one country. The rise of the far left, they have no rules. They're a chaotic, destructive force. They are rotting the core of the United States. And it's like fire. It's like our foundation has caught fire and the fire is spreading and we don't know how to put it out. One of the problems is that when you look to France, for instance, you see these politicians who are weak. And feckless, we like that word, don't we? They are unable to lead to make hard decisions and recognize the world is not candy canes and rainbows. We all aren't going to hold hands under the sun, singing songs with the rainbow over overhead after, after the storm. Things are going to get bad. Things are potentially going to get bad. And many of these people are warning about it. But in the United States, we have many politicians who just want to placate the mob. Now, we saw the opposite of that in Plano, Texas. I did a story on this yesterday, talking about the police actually protecting the far left and Ken Paxton of of Texas. He was rather upset, saying that we cannot become a lawless state. There are some states that seem to be standing up and saying there's a reason for a rule of law. I've seen some interesting posts referencing the culture war, potential civil unrest, things like this. And they say you just need to understand that change happens. You need to accept change. And one of the stories I often tell is how I grew up skateboarding. And when I started skating, people who were like the good skaters wore big baggy jeans. And the younger skaters started wearing super tight jeans. And the big baggy skater, the big baggy pants guys were like, you kids are losers wearing dumb looking pants. And that was just a a, a trend change, right? So then when I got older and that, you know, my generation was now wearing these tight pants, the younger kids started wearing short ankle pants, like flooded pants where like they don't go all the way down to your shoes. And they got made fun of. My response was, dude, times change. Don't you remember when they made fun of us? Now you're going to make fun of them. That's stupid. Let people do their thing. However, I bring that up because it's a reference to fashion, which we don't care all that much about. There's a reason why we don't just say times change, accept it. And there's a reason why conservatives say things should not change in these ways. Conservatives, what do they conserve? Uh, Order. That's kind of the point. Not always, not perfectly. The idea of a conservative is that they're saying, this is what works. We survive. Let's keep doing these things. Let's not do that thing. Now you have progressives, many who want progress for the sake of progress. And I do air quotes for progress because they're basically saying, change things. We don't care how or why or what it results in. So the ultimate issue is, you see what happens in countries like France. When you bring in cultures that don't work well together. So let me put it this way. I believe people should be able to practice whatever religion they want. However, the Constitution of the United States supersedes the fundamentalism of your religion. So by all means, you can come here and practice your religion, but you can't force me to do things. You can't make me adhere to your religious ways. There have been problems of ideology in government. This country has been Christian, the United States, for a long—I mean, its foundation was Christian, and it's slowly eroding away. So these Christian moral frameworks were a part of our government, which means we were very tolerant of people who practiced other religions. However, in the United States, multiculturalism works in the sense that there is one big American umbrella, the rules by which we live, by the culture by which we abide by. And underneath that, there are many other cultures. There are cultures and then there are subcultures. The problem is the left seems to believe in this idea of multiculturalism without a parent culture. Look what's happening in France. When you bring in staunch fundamentalist Islamists these are people who don't care for your rules and don't want to live by them and don't consider them to be a part of their way of life. Then you're going to get conflict in the United States. When you look to, say, Chinatown, these are people who want the overarching protections of American culture, capitalism and the Constitution. And then they have their you know different cuisines and they have different traditions. They, they take care of their family in different ways. That's fantastic. What's happening in France? Not so much so. And the left blindly defends it now. These generals are facing military court. The Guardian reports at least 18 soldiers who signed an open letter warning of the risk of civil war in France and the need to fight the perils of Islamism and anti-racism are to face military sanctions amid a bitter row between the government and the far right. It's not just about Islam. This letter was warning about anti-racism, which is it's the most psychotic thing I've ever heard. Anti-racism. We should call it what it is. We, we, we got to call it some identitarianism. These people use these words to trick stupid people who don't pay attention. And I'm sorry, but when these stupid people come out believing the lies, they contribute to the downfall and it's very, very nightmarish. But anti-racism is not opposed to racism. It actually fully embraces it and wants more of it. They say the letter signed by at least 18 soldiers, including four officers and a number of retired military figures, said lax government policies would result in chaos, requiring the intervention of our comrades on active duty in a perilous mission of protection of our civilizational values. The Armed Forces Chief of Staff, General Francois Le Contre, said each soldier would go before a senior military council and could be delisted or put into immediate retirement. Hervé Grangin, the defense ministry spokesman, said on Thursday that by openly criticizing the government or appealing to comrades to take up arms on national territory, the signatories had clearly broken military rules. The letter sparked fury from the French government as the far right leader Marine Le Pen said she understood the sentiments and called on the signatories to support her politics and her bid for the French presidency in 2022. With the Harris Interactive Poll on Thursday for LCI TV showing that 58% of French people agreed with the sentiments in the letter. The tone was set for an increasingly bitter political debate a year before the 2022 election. Marine Le Pen, many people liken her to like the female Trump in France. She might actually win because the government has failed to do what the people want it to do. You don't need a Donald Trump if the politicians are doing their job. But when they don't do it, you get a Trump. Le Pen has launched her presidential bid and extensive media campaign far ahead of candidates on the mainstream right or left who are yet to be decided. Polls currently show her making it to the final runoff against Emmanuel Macron, who beat her in 2017 on a centrist manifesto. The government used the row to attack Le Pen, who has spent a decade attempting to detoxify the image of the far right party and significantly broaden its support base. The government said that by courting the signatories of the letter, Le Pen had revealed herself as a dangerous figure, unchanged from the party's jackbooted reputation under her father, the ex-paratrooper Jean-Marie Le Pen. You know what, man? I'm just, we are being eroded from the inside out by this corruption. We are being, our, 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 our foundations, our country, our moral foundations, other countries, France, our values are being destroyed, disintegrated, set ablaze. Because people just don't care. right now in the United States, you, you probably heard, I covered it. there are gas gas shortages at many stations. there are gas lines emerging, people waiting in massive stretches of cars to get gasoline. And the New York Times publishes a story where they say there are no gas lines. that no 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 long lines, not true everybody. Go back to bed, America, your government is in control, right? They had the nerve to actually tweet that out. Now, either they are very, very dumb people or it's propaganda because there are there are dumb people in this country, in Britain, in Canada, in France, who will see whatever the media says and just go must be true. And the rest of us suffer because of it. They lie and it must be true. So now the people of France, I don't know if Marine Le Pen is the right is the right candidate. But I do know you're saying 58% support the sentiments of the letter, according to that poll, if you trust the poll. There are soldiers stepping up and saying something bad is happening. But the media just lies and dumb people just carry on. And that is the big challenge for any civilization, any, uh, you know, classically liberal society or one that purports to be. When stupid people negate your vote, calamity. they go going to say the interior minister. Gerard Darmanin, said that Marine Le Pen had clearly kept her father's taste for the sound of marching boots. Le Pen first gave a written response to the signatories of the open letter saying, I invite you to join us in taking part in the coming battle, which is the Battle of France. This sparked criticism from both left and right and was described of the left-wing daily liberation as a call to sedition. Le Pen later told France Info Radio, while she shared the soldier's diagnosis of a country afflicted by lawless areas, crime, self-hatred, and our leader's rejection of patriotism. She agreed that these problems can only be solved by politics. Her niece, Marianne Marichal, a popular young figure on the far right on Thursday, said she did not think the open letter was a call to insurrection and added, I think that we need soldiers in the public debate. Government ministers said the signatories were an isolated and irrelevant minority in the military. The letter was published last week on the 60th anniversary of a failed coup d'etat by generals opposed to France granting independence to Algeria. Anger in France over civil war warning. What's happening here in the United States? The same warnings repeatedly going out. But we don't have the soldiers doing it. Maybe maybe there should be. We had a bunch of soldiers, I guess, warn against Donald Trump. So kind of inverted. But the hyperpolarization is here. I don't think there's anything we can do to, to to stop it. I think the dominoes are falling and it's going to get worse. Take a look at the story from The Spectator, Burning Christianity from January 2nd, 2020. This is from over a year ago. They write, Samuel Gregg for The Spectator says, conspiracy theories aren't something to take seriously. But when flames engulfed Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris on the evening of April 15th, 2019, my mind momentarily wandered down that path. After all, Attempts to incinerate, vandalize, and rob Christian churches and shrines have become so commonplace in France over the past three years that one could be forgiven for concluding that something even more sinister was afoot. In 2017 alone, according to France's interior ministry, 878 acts of vandalism were committed against Christian places of worship, cemeteries, and shrines. That's an average of nearly two and a half sites being targeted every day. Government officials play down the problem. As one French bishop told me, They believe that directing attention to church burnings and theft could encourage copycat behavior. That's actually true, though. You could encourage copycat behavior. But he added, they also fear publicity might fuel an existing concern among the population, that the state isn't fully in control of law and order. This perception is underscored by realities such as no-go areas for the police in some French cities and the ongoing Gilet jean protest. Most French newspapers have acquiesced in this silence. That's why you need to turn to organizations like the Vienna-based Observatory on Intolerance and Discrimination Against Christians in Europe to discover what's going on. Given the surge in jihadist terror throughout France from 2012 onward, it's tempting to blame Islamists for the onslaught of the attacks. There are clear examples when this is the case. When people shout Allahu Akbar, they mention, or was spray-painted across the door of Notre Dame. Wow. In July 2018, the same words were discovered on the burnt walls of Saint-Pierre du Martroi in Orleans. After it was damaged by arsonists, whether these and similar attacks were professionally planned or simply spontaneous acts by French Muslims unhappy with their lot in life is unclear. But 21st century jihadists understand the psychological impact of assaults on national symbols. France's particular religious history means that any such campaign would inevitably involve its Christian patrimony.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Fears that people
0: have been going around burning churches. I don't know for sure. I'm not French. But of course, now you're seeing threats that or I'm sorry, you're, see, you're seeing fears over a threat of civil war, chaos, violence. Similar things are happening here. I think it's important to pay attention to what's happening in France. Now, it's not the same thing, but it's interesting that it's driven a nationalist sentiment and from this, we see interesting conversations. Talking to Max and Stacy last night on the Tim Castaro podcast, Stacy mentioned that globalization is dying right now, that nationalism is on the rise. Then it's true. And I don't think it's going to stop. People are starting to worry about this, this ridiculous system that was built. And maybe there's going to be this fourth turning, a period of great collapse, calamity, and tragedy where people lose their lives and then ultimately results in a golden age. People wake up that those that survived the crisis are stronger for it. And then hard times make strong men and strong men make good times. Perhaps there will be after 10 or so years an improvement. The reason I wanted to talk about this is I just think it's really serious when you hear the sentiment coming from these soldiers. But I do think it's a, there's, a, there's a, almost some kind of reflection. Look at what's going on in the US. Biden's first hundred days rising gas prices, economic collapse, people unwilling to work, this exodus from the workplace, rising prices, this horrible jobs report, cyber attacks. We're, we're being slammed across the board. Things are becoming unstable. And I think it's important to note that it can happen here, that crisis, civil war, insurrection, economic collapse, people think it can't affect them, that we're going to be fine, that it's going to be a party for the rest of you know, our days. And that's just not true. France may just be, you know, a faraway country to many people in America, or it could be a sign of something that's going to come here to the United States. It's different. I get it. But I think something is happening. Europe and the U.S., the Western nations, they're being crushed under the weight of their, of their inability to lead. Too many people remained ignorant and allowed morons to take control, extract value from our system, and then watch it burn. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over
1: at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.